listening to the Money Making Marketing Podcast, and we are your guides to making money with marketing. I'm Isaac from Volta Media, and as ever, I'm joined by Jenny from Ava Marketing and Louis from The Mailman. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about email marketing and why your experiences with it in the past have led you down the wrong path and why ultimately you're using this tool completely wrong. We're going to be talking about all of this and so much more to do with email marketing. So let's jump in to the episode. First of all, what the hell is email marketing? What is it? Yeah, I think like, well, email marketing it kind of is what it says on the tin, isn't it? It's reaching kind of a database of people. Often, I guess it's classes your target audience. Um, and it, it could be sharing like news tips, information about your business. And it's just kind of another marketing channel uh, for, yeah, for you to reach it, people. Yeah. It seems mainly as a conversion slash retention tool in your marketing in the sense yeah. that um, typically when you are emailing people in order to have someone's email address they either need to be a lead who's given it to you or a customer who you already have their email address yeah and like it's it's that whole cold versus warm isn't yeah, it like um, exactly. email marketing is not tool. about cold leads it's not about trying to build that brand awareness it's about it's more remarketing isn't it yeah, yeah. In, in a sense it's, yes it's working through that conversion and um, decision stage of, of your marketing funnel and working with people who have already registered an interest in what you're doing. Um, and, and a retention stage as well, I guess, um, with, with customers who you've I mean, already got. I think that's a massive one, retention. Like e-commerce stores like factor so many of, so much of their sales into sending, sending an email out because they've got a limited edition, whatever whatever widget. People always say widget, and I'm like, I hate that word, but I've just <laughs> used it myself. So. And it's such a good way of getting a low-cost message to a very, very highly qualified audience because they've already bought from you before. Yeah, and if you build up a database, that interest, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, um, some people, I guess, use email marketing cold. Personally, I think I don't like that at all. I think you, nope. you, if, if you're risking spam. Yeah, yeah spam you're risking away. spam. And plus it's that whole thing, um, obviously a few years ago, back, um, there was a whole thing with GDPR and the mm. importance of like data protection. So... You know, if you're, if you're issue with that, if you're B two B, it doesn't matter. Yeah. GDPR does not apply to B two B; only applies to B two C, I believe. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah, a lawyer, so don't yeah, don't take that from me. But as long that's, as that's what I've been led to believe. If if someone makes their email public, like public domain, then I you can to email them. Really? Um, yeah. But so uh, so you so let's say we didn't know each other. You and my yeah, emails email on LinkedIn. You, you can email yeah. me. Yeah. And uh, th- this is a thing. Like I, I don't yeah. know about uh, you guys. The I amount of networking that. events I've been to just as a guest, and then afterwards I've been signed up to like uh, fifty bloody mailing lists. And it's like you cheeky. I'm not interested. <laughs> like, He's a networking wrong. I, on a, no, I went to a networking on yesterday. Slightly off tangent. Having a conversation with these two people. One of them's a financial advisor, and the first thing he says to me goes, "So do you have a financial advisor?" <laughs> you know what? And I was like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> I and, uh, it was um, it was a guy who worked at a bank, and w- again, networking thing. He came up and he said, um, "We were like chatting just about something completely random." In- suddenly, he just said, "So, how much do you make a year?" I was like, "I, I, I sort of laughed like, you, you kidding?" And then yeah. he's like, his colleague came in and said, "What, what, what questions are you asking yeah. her?" He's like, "I'm trying to get a business," and I thought, "I just need to run away yeah. from you." Awful. How much do you make per year? Like, that's such a rude question. Well, I just sort of laughed, you. thinking, I think he's joking, and then yeah. quickly realised, oh, no, he expects an answer here. I was like, enough, thank it's you. It's a very, like, upfront question. Yeah, I was asked that yesterday, someone goes, so, so how many clients have you got? 
And I didn't really like expect that question really. And I was like, that's not as bad it's as like how much do you make here? But no. I mean, this guy is in, is a big, big time accountant and he could obviously figure it out quite quickly how much I made in a year as a result of that. But it's, it's a bit weird, odd, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. I guess yeah. it's the same, just being chucked on, you know, newsletters or asking, it just makes you a bit uncomfortable and, and mm. you yeah. think instantly, oh, you're just trying to sell to me. It, nobody wants yeah. to be sold to. So if you're stuck on salesy newsletters, you just think, Ugh. and it yeah. puts me off. Like certain businesses, I've been added to, and they just add me on, and it puts me off ever wanting to work with them or do anything with them. Because I think, yeah, uh, yeah, here we go. But that's the thing. Like I, I, I can guarantee at least fifty percent of the people listening right now, that's how they've done email marketing in the past. They've cold outreach to someone, cold added them to a newsletter, a fucking newsletter. Mm-hmm. No one cares about <laughs> newsletters, really. Like, I, 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 it's just it's the wrong way of doing it. You need to be targeting warm leads, and for that, you need to do lead generation first. Yeah, I was at a event the other day. With, um, I was run by my business coach, and there was probably about thirty people in the room, and we were talking about exactly this sort of thing in terms of retention marketing. And he said, "So, what do people do to to stay in touch with their, with their clients?" And only a few people put their hand up, and they all said newsletters send newsletters and he goes right raise your hand if you read any newsletters and no one raised their hand not even people who are sending newsletters <laughs> read other people's newsletters yeah. and he's like, like so fairness, why I are do you read newsletters yeah. I read the very occasional one if it really catches my eye but I, d- I don't yeah. I don't read any like repeatedly no, I tend to so the business ones when they come in I sort of skim them to look for the key titles but any personal stuff so on my oh, it's always personal gmail they split it up into like like primary. Is it like spam and then social? Yeah, yeah um, and so you've got like any, forums. And so like yeah. any of the social ones tend to be newsletters from like um, mm. any uh, shops online. So it could be, I don't know, River Island, get 10% yeah. off, whatever. And I literally do a bulk select, select all and delete them all. So I never read any yeah. of those. I mean, um, I'm terrible at opening emails anyway. How many but have you got? My, my Zoho, the newsletter bit, has 2,434 unread Maybe Oh, man. That's Literally stressful. Just constant look. Just <laughs> Have you heard of Inbox Zero, Louis? I think, I think you should try and I achieve it. I mean, even in my normal inbox, this, is, this is bad. Like, I try every week to end the week on Inbox Zero. Um, <laughs> so bad, isn't it? I had a friend at school who had that, like, 100 unread bloody text messages. I'm like, just read them. Or just yeah, that, was, having that was, notification kills me. hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I had an idea. This is even on my text. So I had an idea the other day for a, a Facebook ad, which is, like, one of those screen-recorded text things. Um, anyway, I was, I was recording. I was like, "Hi, on." At the top, it said, "I've got 97 unread texts." <laughs> People are gonna comment like, "What?" what, what, what yeah. you've got <laughs> so I went through and like marked them all as read. Yeah, yeah. So um, that that's kind of what people are doing wrong. They're they're adding people to a list without their permission and just pushing pushing that customer away because they haven't opted mm. in. They don't want to kind of be a part of of that. Um. So, yeah, lead generation is really what you want them to do. Just and we've talked about this in the past, haven't we? We've touched on it in the past yeah. where it's like um, offer like a free course or a downloadable guide or something of value, typically worth between 15 and 20 pounds at least for someone to exchange their email address. I think you say, though, like obviously 
ideally it's people who um you know are already interested and I, I totally agree with the lead generators but even i sometimes signed up to kind of newsletters or people have put me on i thought i don't mind this but then because they're sending the wrong sort of content mm-hmm. or it's too often or i i also get put off that way so i think That's even thing, you kind of mentioned isaac you, even if people are interested potentially how you're approaching it you can still push people away yeah i think when it comes to email marketing from like if you are to do any sort of newsletter style thing, it is 100% about quality over quantity. Because yes. if you're trying to do too much, you're just going to annoy people. The less people open it, the more spammy and it's going to come. If you're linking out to other things in a newsletter, you also need to provide additional mm. value to that newsletter, else it's just a notification system. Well, yeah. what, what would, how people many would that. you recommend if someone said roughly how many newsletters should I be sending a week, a month? Like All right, so th- this really depends. I personally do monthly. Yeah. I think fortnightly is kind of like your limit. I think if you do weekly, that's a bit much. Yeah, that's a bit much. Yeah. Um, so I guess yeah, for I, I every do. business, it's going to vary. And the yeah, best way is to test things industry. out. Yeah, as, as an example, there's a company who um, I really like their products. They do like handcrafted stuff. Um, they The way they kind of operate is every week they do a new drop. So it's a new item that gets added to their store. Right. Um, so every week I get an email from them and it's like, oh, new Either product. Way, this is it. Yeah. Um, I think that works well for that just because that's kind of what their business model is formed around. Yeah. Um, whereas with me, I don't think people would be that interested in me sending them an email every week being like, oh, I've posted this, this, and this onto, onto the Video Academy, yeah. check it out. Instead, what I do is a monthly roundup. So I do every single thing that's went, gone out in that month, plus I add additional value at the top. So the first thing they read is something that's providing extra value before they get into that list of, of these articles. Yeah. There's, there's one really, really good example of a newsletter that people listening to this would probably benefit from. And I'm connected with this guy on LinkedIn called Harry Dry. And he's a young Dry. guy. Yeah, Dry. he's like 20, 21, I think. And he basically, I think two years ago, started building a newsletter for a business, a website called marketingexamples.com. And literally in his newsletters, he would like... Um, screenshot and take note of things where it's like a good landing page copy or a good oh, ad yeah. copy and stuff like that and he'd put like a bad version and then how you can fix it fix basically it. good idea and like once a month he'd send me his emails out and he ended up in a year building an email list of like 50,000 people that's yeah that's, and now he's and then as a result of that he's now like launching courses and stuff yeah. like that which is like, I guess that's an example of like really high value content exactly that you're yeah. pushing out that people really want yeah. to and anyone in the sales and, and because and it's that role, high value, yeah. people want to share. Yeah. I guess. Um, I guess what it's he's free. doing, we've talked about before, kind of educational content and tips and stuff like that. I think that's more valuable than just I don't know talking about services you provide. So like, oh, by the way, did you know I do like social media training? It's like okay. Whereas if I put out a newsletter saying, do you want to like improve your Instagram profile? Yeah. follow these steps i think that's more valuable than just yeah that's the thing a lot of people's newsletters are very heavily call to action mm-hmm. and that pushes people away when you need to be educational like um personally i won't email out a call to action all of the time um it's probably every three to six months i think that's especially the case for like be b2b yeah i think that's especially the case for b2b though yeah as in like I did work. It, it makes more sense, I think, with B to C because if like, it's like an typically e-commerce, that's like e-commerce isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no. that's it. Because um, um, yeah, I did do some you work. Share those with offers a, and things, but that's it with a, a company, and it was that selling to. And we did like on the run up. I think what was it? Um, like there certain offers that I think Valentine's Day or certain things, and mm. we sent more out, and they got great returns. Mm. But that worked because yeah. of what they were selling. But it works the same yeah. for me with avocado during those like peak times leading up to like Valentine's Day. It works way yeah. better because. There's a larger market. 
And I it's guess a people are looking for it. Yeah, exactly. Aren't they? It's and a they reminder. Don't... Lots of people will think, oh, yeah, I need the Valentine's card. I'll, I'll do it. I'll but yeah, I think the B2B doing more educational stuff with less yeah. call to actions yeah. and salesy, I think better. Yep. It, you can still do it wrong with B2C. As an example, um, I bought my girlfriend some lingerie off of Love Honey. And Jesus Christ. <laughs> Honestly, multiple times a day, I was getting emails with offers. What? It was ridiculous. So I unsubscribed, and you know what? I'm never buying shit from there again. Like, what the fuck? That's obviously completely put you off, hasn't it? Yeah, like, it's just too intense. Like, why would you you email someone that frequently? I think if you're doing B2C, once a week, do not do more than that. I can't be asked with that. Um, (laughs) Ridiculous. I guess looking at yourself, I guess like you said, Louis, test and measure and... Like you s- think about your own habits. Do you read newsletters, or I guess as well, it's trying to. Yeah. In terms of like, I found again what I've done in the past for clients help write newsletters. It's trying to be clever with like the subject and trying yeah. to like hook people in. And I think I'm terrible for skim reading. I don't read in detail, so it's about very clear titles. Right. Really. So imagery. People say this, but honestly, what's worked with my newsletter is literally just doing my newsletter is called Vault of Volumes. Mm-hmm. Literally, I get more click-throughs if I put Volta Volumes and then the date. Oh, right. Versus, <laughs> yeah. that's so odd. If, if I go and try and do like some a kind of clever. catchy title mm. to draw people in, people don't click. But like, people are clicking when I say Volta Volumes. I don't know if it's because it's instantly being like, oh, it's Volta Media. Yeah. 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 And people Probably are just making actually. that association. Yeah, but I guess it's testing it, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. For me, I might, I might start trying to do like Volta Volumes and then and then that catchy little title after yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. Give see. It'd be yeah. interesting to see like what you find from doing different things. Yeah. What um, I find from emails is one, the main thing that causes me to open someone's email is who sent it. So by doing that, yeah. it's, it's saying, oh, yeah, true. Isaac sent it. Yeah. So that's um, potentially one, so one way around it. Email marketing, a video marketer here, uh, email marketing is a big part of what I do for my clients. Um, so what, one of the kind of main service offerings I do is lead generation and using video to do lead generation. So should I, should I quickly walk through the process yeah. that I typically yep. go through? Um, I'll do it as briefly as possible you, because yeah, I, I've got a course yeah. coming out which dives deeper into uh, this. Yeah, wink, wink, lead yeah. generator. <laughs> hey. Yeah, because you're saying I do like email new uh, email marketing for clients i'd be like because mm. to me yeah. that would be more like oh surely that's more like me like a like a copywriter versus you yeah so, yeah but the difference is i use video and i use video to draw people through and get those clicks i'd be um, worried if you didn't like it's it's like um <laughs> it's about 80 percent if you include video in the title in the subject line of email you're going to get about 80 percent more clicks mm. than if you don't have video written in that in that oh, really? subject yeah so have you got an crazy. example of like what a title could be, including like videos in what sort of um, new video top uh, five okay. tips for yeah. doing X Y Z or something okay. like that. Yeah. You know, okay. um, just being explicit yeah. about cool. it, really. Okay. Um, so the the way it kind of works is, I produce regular content for my clients that helps generate awareness on their social media and all of this. Mm-hmm. Then what we do is people who've engaged with that content, we remarket and advert to them. When you say engaged, is that like clicked on the email, um, so opened? Uh, this is an email yet. This is just oh, on social sorry, 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 sorry. YouTube. Sorry, yeah. um, so we're tracking who's engaged, like ah, liked, it, commented, yeah. uh, clicked on links, yeah, gone through yeah. to the website. And then what we're doing is remarketing an advert to those people. Uh, and you. it's usually a 30 to 60 second ad that's just briefly being like, I've got this course. It will show you this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's completely free. Sign up below. They sign up. They get access to the course. Then what we do is the, the course is usually five to 10 modules. Mm-hmm. So 
every day for ten, five to ten days, they get drip fed one of those course modules. Yeah. <clears throat> and obviously, th- this course needs to be something of value. It, it can't be. Um, it can't just be like some crap that you've just thrown Don't, together. Yeah. You need to actually help that that customer. I hate it to work. when you watch videos and they're about ten minutes long and they do like a four-minute introduction of what they're going to talk about. Yeah, Don't really no. touch upon it and then tell you what you need to do to gain access. So literally, in terms of runtime of a course, thirty minutes is that kind of sweet spot. Okay. Um, for that's every module back to back. About thirty minutes is a sweet spot. Right. Um, so if it's usually no more than like three to six minutes per episode, depending on how many modules you're doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you drip feed each of those modules to them over that five to 10 day period. Then after that, you slow it down a little bit. So what we usually do is every other day. So usually it's like maybe three slash four emails per week after that. And for this, again, you want to keep it, it short. You don't want it to be like really intense, but you do maybe, again, five to 10 more emails. So at this point, you've got what, like 20 touch points really with this, mm-hmm. this person. Um, in, in that kind of follow-up bit after the course, it's just providing extra value. So you can be sharing um, like some of your educational videos that you've been doing. You could be sharing case study films that you've done um, and some of your hero videos. So like if you've done uh, kind of like a, a short documentary looking at uh, behind the scenes of your company, you know, you can share stuff like that. Um, and you want to intersperse all of that. So you don't just want it to be case study, case study, case study, case study. Yeah. You, you need to have boring, something it? that provides value, something that, that shows like your customer experience and provides a nice variety of things. And in this section as well, you don't want it to just be all video. You want somewhere it's just like a, a, like a, a mini blog post in a sense yeah, that you're sending to someone because yeah. um, it can start to get a bit intense if they're getting like videos all of the time like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you kind of do that. Then you've kind of finished your, your lead generation campaign, your nurturing mm-hmm. campaign. And then it's this kind of call to action campaign that comes in at the end. So the way I do that is it's a one week call to action. You say special offer lasting for a week. Um, sign sign up below, whatever it is. is this, it it is could this... be like uh, get 50% off your first order of coffee or it could be um, get a free audit of your website. And is that you doing that in a video form as in? Uh, no, so the call, the call to action, no video on it. Right, it's okay. just it's just purely text-based. Ah, okay, okay. Um, what you do there is you've got the, the first one, which is like, you've got a week. Then what I like to do is do like a case study in between that and then a reminder about four days later. Mm-hmm. Do the reminder and then do the final one on the last day and be like, time's running out. You've got 24 hours to, <laughs> to accept this offer. So with your, sorry, with your clients, obviously there's kind of a lot there and obviously it's not purely video that should be included in these uh, newsletters and, and emails. Do you help people kind of set that up and structure oh, yeah, yeah, them? Yeah, this, this is something yeah. I, I do oh, completely wow. for the client, okay. yeah. Um, so I will... I, I will come in, develop the whole strategy behind right. it, create the videos for it, set up the email campaigns. I can integrate that across wow. into like their CRMs if they need that doing. Um, and basically just take all of that and, and manage it for them. Um, yeah, because as you're talking about this and you're saying there's all these steps, it's like, oh God, there's, there's this, a lot This to is it. why I hate it when people call me a videogra- videographer. Yeah, the the way I see it more. is I'm a filmmaker that also happens to be a marketer. So I make sick films for people, but then I develop strategies for them behind yeah, it. Yeah, because I think if you said to someone, I'll do videos for your um, for your newsletter campaigns, here's the video, you implement it. People would be like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it'd be quite overwhelming. Yeah. So to, f- to say you do that too is pretty Yeah, I do pretty. all of the marketing side of right, it for right, them. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's really... It's, service I offer is everything that someone needs to do with like video. Video yeah. marketing also. Yeah, it? video Overall. marketing, which is 
kind of what I try and stress is I'm a yeah. video marketer yeah. more than purely more than a videographer because yeah. um, I, I don't just turn up and shoot yeah because uh, yeah. that doesn't work but yeah um, once you've done that call to action you don't want to end there what I do is I then move it across onto my newsletter so as soon as that they then start getting a monthly email which is just a roundup of stuff that's gone up onto the video academy right yeah um, plus that addiction uh, additional <laughs> additional <laughs> extra value um, so that's kind of like the system that I do for myself I do for my clients so it moves on to their newsletters the newsletter has to be managed by them it's up to them to keep that up at that yeah. point um, so generally that'd be like maybe from that that lead generation campaign and then moving on to working with someone like yourself Jenny yeah, and you can do their, their monthly newsletter for them and, mm. and, and do that kind of roundup um, but yeah I guess so that's the process that yeah. I use to take people through from being um, an unknown lead on social media so someone who engages with that content to someone that you know who they are and then you can develop and build that relationship and that mm. trust and then call them to action. And th- this process takes maybe kind of a month from when when they've signed up to to potentially becoming a client. Yeah, because it's quite, it's more intense than you think. I think a lot of people think, oh, well, like you said, we'll use social media, push people to our newsletters, get them to sign up and that's them done. And then yeah. just send them newsletters. But actually what you're doing is more of like a bespoke, tailored oh, yeah. campaign Um to those individuals to really get them on board for a specific purpose, which is obviously the courses, and then they just get the the sort of every yeah. monthly and marketing material. The thing is as well, like you don't just need one of these kind of courses. Um, so something that work like is quite cool. Um, in your email marketing software, depending on which you're using, you can set it up so you can have, um, say, your nurturing campaign and your call to action campaign, and then you can have multiple lead generation campaigns. Mm. So you can have them all kind of feed across into that nurturing campaign and then across into there. So <laughs> you can create multiple lead generation campaigns that target different types of people and different types of customers. So you can have um, a course for this person and a course for this type of person, a course for this type of person. Um, you create all of them individually and then that all feeds across into this one nurturing yeah, campaign right. and one call to action campaign that you've built. Um, so that kind of back end bit can just stay the same. Yeah. Uh, you, obviously you can optimize it by looking at the stats and things. But it's that that kind of lead generation bit you can keep adding to and creating different variants over time and really draw people in. Yeah, yeah. And I think doing something a bit more tailored, you're way more likely to convert them versus just sending kind of bogo newsletters every yeah. every month. Um, but I think something mentioned. Um, obviously, talking about kind of what to include in a newsletter and what they look like. You mentioned maybe adding some video and things like that. I bet not a lot of people do that, but also. Um, I don't know if I mentioned beforehand, I've seen more people doing, because before, a lot of newsletters are similar, sort of imagery, bold uh, texting, often very text-heavy with imagery. But lately, more people have been kind of sending me, um, they look way more personal. They look more like Plain a... Plain text emails. Yeah, they, they yeah. look like a, a traditional email um, versus something that you can tell has probably gone out yeah. through a CRM, whereas sometimes there's been the odd one I've looked at and I thought, oh, is this a newsletter? Or is, is this person emailing me? Um, so I think that's yeah. changed a bit. Yeah, a so lot the, of- the way I kind of tackle that within this lead generation system is your lead generator campaign, that's like fancy yeah. designed emails. It, it looks nice, it, it pops, and because it, it needs to look the part for giving someone a course and stuff like that. You know, it needs to look like it's got that value. But then when you move into that nurturing campaign, you go to plain text and you start making it much more personalized. So it's like a personalized follow-up. Um, and yeah, that, that kind of system 
works really well. Um, I've I've only seen more people do that in the last couple of years. To be fair, I've not. Yeah, it's yeah, something that quite a few podcasts I've listened to have said that they found emails have worked best like that, just because it, like you say, it comes across more personal. Obviously, it looks less like um like a, a marketing yeah. department is trying to like, speak to you and yeah. more like an individual. Like, at times, I've done that sort of thing as a. That's generally how I do my emails to have to be avocado customers. But sometimes I've wanted some feedback. So something I was going to say before is. If you want to know how often you should email your customers, ask them. Yeah. Literally, if you yeah. send an email and say like how frequent you can send a link to a form or whatever. There have been times when I've asked for different things, basically. When you write an email like that, people that actually reply to it, even yeah. though it's an automated generic yeah, email, you get a lot of replies because people just see it as a personal email because it says their yeah. name. And well, I guess those um, more designed or typical looking newsletters, to me... I've always thought, well, just it's a no-brainer. It's, mm. it's like a rhetorical question. You don't reply to it. You don't yeah. do anything with it. You just look at it and often... It's like it a off. magazine, yeah. newspaper sort of thing, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, I've just seen that pop up late, uh, just recently. I've seen just more and more people using that and people being encouraged to do that versus yeah. more... But obviously the thing is, it's all about like, what can you do to differenti- differentiate yourself so that your email stands out? Mm. Like we said, hardly anyone actually puts video in email, which is why that obviously works so well. Mm. Um, plus, people like watching video more yeah. than reading most of the time. Funny though, I I'd, I'd rather that. watch a three-minute video yeah. than read like a three-minute three blog post. Especially yeah. if a video has captions on it as well. It's really funny. I spoke to someone the other day, and we were talking about the video, and um, he said, oh, I don't have time to watch a video. I much prefer to read copy. And I was like, I f- you're literally the only person I've ever <laughs> heard say that. Mm. It's, it's quicker to watch the video than to read yeah. the copy. I know, but he decides to have time in the day, so it's easier for me to read copy. But I guess that's why, like, in your campaign, you talked about doing video, but then also mixing in other mm. forms of content. So I guess it's doing a mixture, mm. isn't it? Keeping it a little bit different um, and I, seeing what works. I think as well that I want to stress about using email in marketing. The amount of people that get so hung up on people unsubscribing it doesn't make sense why you're getting so hung up about it. It doesn't matter if someone's unsubscribing because they weren't going to buy from you. Mm. I guess it, it yeah, it kind of... It's c- a good thing because it means your email campaign is working. It is whittling down the, the warm yeah. leads that signed up, say, for your course, but didn't really have an intention to buy. They just wanted the information. Yeah. Getting rid of them and slowly bringing it down to people who are actually wanting to buy from you and also yeah, most of these true. like email systems like mailchimp and omnisend and stuff like that they price based on how many people are in your how many emails you are sending out yeah and so the fewer people you have who aren't interested the better value you're getting for your money ultimately yeah it can save you a lot of money yeah, yeah so if you had like yeah ten thousand, it whittles down to like five or something so do you, um do you guys do a lot of newsletter marketing uh, email marketing, sorry, yourself, and send a lot of newsletters. Obviously, you do, Isaac. Yeah. You do a lot. What about <laughs> you? Um, it's my main way of getting customers. Right, okay. And I guess it, for you, it'll be really successful. You've clearly honed your process. Yeah, so I, I've got it to a point. I think I, I think I kind of touched on this a few episodes ago in the podcast, but I've got it to a point now where people kind of come into this system, and at the end of it, I'm getting less people now making inquiries to work with me, but I know with certainty that 80% of those inquiries I'm going to convert into a customer. Yeah. I guess as well, yours is very automated, so it's less kind of work. Well, that, that's the beauty of an email marketing system is it is automated. Yeah. All you have to do is really produce that that lead generator nurturing campaign and call to action campaign once, have that set up and running, 
And then you just need to have an advert that remarkets from the content you're producing to generate brand awareness. Mm. So ultimately, you just have to focus on that brand awareness area. And you've got all of that kind of running in the background. And you can just tweak and look at the stats and optimize as you go along. The only current email marketing I do um, is whenever we get a new customer with Avocado, we have a, a automated email sequence which originally says like thank you for your order and it gives like an update and some some like details about their order yeah, yeah. but then a week after that they get another one basically asking for for a, re- a review so to speak okay um, yeah literally saying like because obviously a week after the card's been hopefully delivered yeah whatever, whatever, from that. I, get, I get the email email after every time i order yeah, yeah. Oh, all right okay so, so a, every time i order it's it's not each order it. as well. It's each item of the order. So I could order like a couple of cards and then that. Oh, right. Okay. We'll send after each of them. Didn't know that. <laughs> <learn something>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, that works pretty well overall because it does mean we get reviews and the reviews go onto the homepage of a site and stuff like that. And obviously as a smaller company where when you're trying to build some credibility as a brand, it helps massively to see mm. that we've got like have many five-star reviews and stuff. That's the point. As in often we're talking about um, it being kind of mainly lead generating and stuff but you could also from your email marketing kind of get other value from customers like mm-hmm. reviews or feedback yeah, or definitely. whatever so yeah you, you the, the retention stage is like a whole of the beast of email marketing mm-hmm. itself um and it, it's something i do use a lot with my clients um so the way i've got it set up is i have like a separate mailing list within my mailchimp which is just for clients and when I finish my first project with that client, they get added to that mailing list. Mm. And then there's an automated sequence of emails that gets sent to them, mm. um, which is basically like asking them to fill out a questionnaire, leave a yeah. Google review, um, giving them a special offer if they want to have another video straight away, um, things like that, really. Um, yeah, I think. And again, that's only short and sweet. Yeah. And the only other time, I guess, which this comes on to like retention, repeat business is um, I we send emails whenever there's like a key time. I, I need to improve it because currently it, kind of i can see it kind of looking like oh they just send them this email to get some valentine sales or whatever it might so be you don't send like once one a month you'll Not currently. say it's something right, i've Christmas been thinking like, there, there's yes. definitely things i could do better um at the moment i'm spending a lot more time like as of this year the last month a lot more time on avocado and the marketing yeah. side of it i'm really finding like i'm getting to a point where i'm getting the tone of voice right with everything yeah, yeah. Um, and so if, when you get that right it makes everything so much easier, easier yeah. in terms of writing a copy and everything like that um, but later out of the moment it's just for automated process and like specific occasions and we do a similar thing to Isaac it's like Valentine's cards are live which is about to go out tomorrow actually and um, because we find like weekend mornings are the best times because people are just sat doing nothing um, and then we'll do like one week left to send your card make to make sure it arrives on time Three days left, 24 hours left. As uh, a, like a consumer, I wouldn't mind that actually just getting the odd reminder mm. on the run-up to like events yeah, versus... No. We do an opt-out one thing, as well. Yeah. So like Mother's Day, for example, um, we'll send an email out saying, would you like to opt out of receiving Mother's Day reminders just because it's a, a sensitive time of year for people. You might want to uh, do that for Valentine as well. Valentine's yeah. as well. That yeah, that's sensitive true. time of year for some people. Uh. That's actually a really... I've, I've never... Like heard of that before? Have you not? It's a good I idea. I can't remember where that's I first saw idea. it, but I saw it somewhere and I was like, "Yeah, we better do that." Yeah, I noticed that last year. And I was like, oh, "That's, that's yeah. a, a nice touch." Well, that's it. it again, I've I've never seen any Literally, company. But do when we that, first so. did that, we got so many emails after saying like, 
yeah, please unsub, uh, please remove me for this, but thank you so much. That's really uh, like consider awful. it because you're kind of considering yeah. your customer, whereas a lot of the time, yeah. Yeah. normally email um, email marketing and those newsletters are purely yeah. for that company to make more money versus. Yeah, yeah. I, mm. yeah. I mean, ha- having like a Valentine's reminder is good for me because I always forget because um, mm. it's my birthday the week before. It's my brother's and my grandma's birthday the day after. Yeah. So it's a busy week. <laughs> it's just like that kind of week period. It's yeah, just like yeah. hectic and well, I forget about everything. I'm planning into like Facebook yeah. ads at the moment. Specifically, I'm finding some ads to target men and the market that's like, oh shit, like. Need to send a Valentine's card. And stuff like that. Me. So we've got we've got one which has just gone out today. It's, it's a bit of a, a risky one, really. To be honest, I just had this idea. I was like, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a test. Go but on, it's basically what, what is it? It's a, it's a about a nine second video, and it literally starts and there's some like clothing and underwear scattered on the floor. And the camera just slowly pans, and you can see in the corner from the start of the bed, like moving oh, slightly. God. And it pans, and you just see the edge of a bed, like bouncing and squeaking with like some sexy sounding music oh, going on. God. And it just pops up on the screen saying, like, make sure Valentine's is a success this year. <laughs> and no, the cop- that is brilliant. And the copy says, well, I love that. Yeah, the copy says, like, um, don't disappoint me, year. seal the deal by sending a card now. Bloody hell. So, and it's just targeted to men. Yeah, that's, honestly, that's, that would get me clicking straight. That's, that's before, <laughs> that's that's before process. So I've just gone up today. Uh, and the other oh idea would God. be this text conversation, which is um, someone like texting my mate saying, oh, do you want to do something this Saturday? Um, and they're like, oh, I can't. We're doing this for Valentine's. Like me and bloody bum, my girlfriend are doing something for Valentine's. And my guy goes, oh, shit, it's Valentine's. I need to send a card. Yeah. And this guy just sends a link to Avocado. Uh, yes. And he clicks on it and then that's like, really good that's good it's probably those things prefer, that's like guys. i prefer the bed one yeah the bed one's like yeah <laughs> that's that's uh that's actually risky. like no nah, i think that's perfect that's like <laughs> depending on the age group you're you're targeting with it i'm guessing you're targeting more like well at first i was like should i just target like young guys but my dad would fucking love that <laughs> true like, actually there's some yeah. like like just men overall <laughs> we just like yeah. that wouldn't we so like dirty minded <laughs> I, th- I, I think I think it's because we've all got like the the minds of a four year old still yeah. so we, we just find sex funny yeah literally yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that's that's a that's a cool campaign. Though. I like that. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I guess it's trying stuff like that, and then once you kind of hook them in, that's when you can start. I was thinking of putting it on TikTok as well. I mm. think that, yeah, do yeah. it because TikTok seems to just everything blow up. Isn't it? It's a bit mental, isn't it? Still mm. haven't. I've not really done. I feel like we're going off tangent here, but like videos in general, I, I need to do more of. I know I do, and obviously, I feel like TikTok is a potential really good one. Mm. Um just because your exposure and how you can get seen and discovered. But I just still, I'm a bit like, to say I do social media and things, it's still just one of them platforms. Because I don't do a lot of video, haven't like fully immersed myself. In, I, mean, I, mean, I do a lot of video works, and I haven't immersed myself in TikTok. No. Um, I mean, I haven't personally I don't got even it have yet. it on my phone, yeah. See, a, lot, a lot of people it. think it's purely for like dancing, and but it's really not well, anymore. My, yeah. my g- girlfriend, Chloe, she downloaded it about a week ago because she does like some Instagram stuff for vegan food and she gets loads of like free food gifted and stuff. And some of the people she knows who do it have said she should do TikTok because she gets loads of views and brands will give more and stuff like that. Um, And so she just downloaded it a week ago and at first she was like, oh, this is so cheesy. But now every evening like we're in bed and she's just scrolling through these videos. Some of them are it's quite funny. it slowly starts to tailor yeah, it and it, it gets to know you very quick. Yeah. And 
that's one of the reasons I haven't downloaded it. Yeah, I can see myself wasting time constantly on it. So I'm just yeah. like, I'm not going to do it, but I will like post I, some stuff on it. I don't have notifications turned on for any social media platform yeah. because I want to actually be able to focus on on growing my business. <laughs> I don't have I know, like, if I get these pings, yeah. like, I'm, uh, I I'm off. I don't have notifications for anything anymore other than texts. Yeah. Like, no, like, with all your unread bloody Honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm just absolutely crap. <laughs> but, but it's purely because when I did have notifications, I'd be checking email all the time and I'd be checking Facebook and I'd be checking all this stuff. Mm. I just can't deal with it. But I think something we should do a podcast on, I don't think we have, I'm pretty sure we haven't, is that like attention and reasonably priced attention and how like TikTok and these sort of things, which people are unfamiliar with, LinkedIn as well, if in, in certain cases, you can get a lot of attention, a lot of views for very little money, it's well, like for no money or, at all. Yeah. Um, but it'd be something to definitely discuss because it's lots of businesses don't have money to put into marketing. I mean, I, I haven't put a Facebook ad out since probably like June last year, since Father's Day. Just put them out now. The price has like doubled oh, for, for, for Facebook yeah. ads, yeah. And the metrics are worse because for pixel stuff and all that sort of thing. And it's like, Jesus, it's, it, it pretty much costs like 1p per impression, which doesn't sound necessarily loads, but it's. It's a, it's a bloody lot. Yeah, no, like the, the prices have like gone up though because yeah. it, it's because like there's a lot more privacy focus now. Like yeah. uh, iPhones blocking all of that stuff, completely. and I, I think it's needed. Yeah, it's just um, a pain in my ass. Business, but yeah, it's, it is making it more expensive to be able yeah. to to use these options. And to be honest, it's going to start being less and less effective. Mm. I think more um, people organic and content is where it's at, and we are in a position now where I think there is a lot of oversaturation of content. So you need to be doing stuff that really sets you aside. And I've just put an inquiry that's in. sharing your personality yeah. and and. Uh, as well, I think like user-generated content is going to be really big, especially for B two C. I've just put in an inquiry in for billboard marketing mm. because that is now equally, if not more, cost-effective per impression wow. than Facebook ads, which I is would mental. Never to have me. known that. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, I th- yeah. I don't look at billboards. <laughs> I mean, some of them is this is why because there's some which I've noticed around like Leeds and Manchester, and they really caught my eye, and I've seen a lot of other people do creative billboards and I think it's, it's they get shared as well on social yeah. media it's about creative. a bit of like a PR stunt yeah, more it is, than, yeah exactly. it's like um what was that really famous one was it the wonder bra yeah uh, in where it was in London or I guess it'll have been all over but like causing crashes and stuff yeah yeah back on topic though um email marketing you've probably been doing it wrong yeah. I think that's kind of what we're yeah, saying I've here. If you're, if you're just like trying to cold email people, if you're like just dumping them into a newsletter, it's not working for you. And that's why you're not having success. Like with everything in marketing, you need that strategy. And if and you haven't, got, got, if you haven't got that there and you're not testing and measuring and adapting and tweaking and refining everything, it's not going to work for you. And that's why you're sending out a, an email to thousands of people every month and only two yeah, people are open back. it. Yeah. You know, mm. you're not getting customers from it. It's a waste of time if you do not have that strategy and if you're not thinking about how you can generate those leads, nurture those leads, and then call them to action with something powerful, as, as you like to say quite a lot, an offer they can't refuse. Yeah. That's, that's the key thing here. I think it's that quality, value versus quantity. And yeah, having a real, like really carefully thinking about what you're putting out there. Because I just, we've said it before, nobody wants to be sold to anymore. Um, and if you try it, it just puts people off. 
Um, so yeah, I think we definitely hundred yeah. percent strategy is yeah. key and just just test it. And I I think some people think stuff and you you have to every week every month at the same. I don't think you do. I think just. Yeah. I, I'd be more when you actually have something like to of offer. Quality, something yeah, of quality. Even to begin with, yeah. just start with if you've got something to say, something to offer, something of value. Just start with that and then in time, like kind of Isaac described his lead generator process with emails, try create something like that. Mm. Um, I'm going to have a course about it very, very soon. There you go. One, one little thing about email subjects is that I think the main thing, the main two things that are going to get someone to open your email is either who it's from and the subject. They're the only things you can actually see realistically. Yeah. And what I've found from experience is... I think as long it's 64 as characters is visible on average. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the key thing I've found from a subject to get people to open is intrigue. I think, to be honest, that's probably also why your lectures vault volumes work, because it's like, I don't know what's behind this. Could I'm intrigued anything. as to hear yeah. what's behind it. Like, Whatever it is, if if you say too much, people aren't going to need to open it. Mm. If you say something, they're going to be like, oh, oh, I'm interested in that. I bet if you said, like, don't click, hook, don't, do it's, not it's open this. Same with everything, isn't it? Yeah, like, if you video wrote, do not open this email, like you'd probably get the most open. <laughs> it's like, do not press that big red <laughs> yeah, button. People want to press yeah. it. Don't it's like that game. Did you ever get that game? It's like, don't press this red button. And you had to, you, you just press it and it'd be like, don't press for blue. And, and eventually it'll like, take you to. Us. No. I don't remember <laughs> that. But <laughs> that shows how. But What's the word? It, just, it, it made am, me think of a uh, bop it. Bop it, yeah. <laughs> bop it. <laughs> yeah, it. it's... Yeah. Um, Flick it. Uh, but you've got to be <laughs> God, uh, careful as well. There's certain things like some people try to be clever with like emojis, <clears throat> certain language, but that can also end up when people spam. Um, mm. So I think it's trying different things out. And sometimes I think you can I try to be too, <coughs> too clever. I use emoji all of the time in, in email subjects. <laughs> it's testing out, isn't it? Yeah. Just testing it out. But I've had it where sometimes emojis have worked and other times certain ones have been blocked and go into people's spams yeah. or certain language um, have gone into people's spams. Personally, well. if I'm emailing someone, I do quite often use emojis anyway, like just if I'm doing it in yeah. like personal like communications and things. Like I think it's just, it feels more natural for me to kind of include that because so like I in, use it. In a in right. a everyday email, you'd do an emoji? yeah, yeah. I I in the subject, like quite quite oh, often, yeah, like, if, if I'm messaging okay. like clients, and, and in the copy as well. Yeah, right. Um, I don't think I've ever really done emojis. I, I used in to email. hate emojis, like absolutely hated them, and then all before, of a sudden I just started like using it and using it and using it more and more and yeah. more. And now I really like them, and I feel like they're a really good tool for kind of helping to portray tone, which is something that, that can very easily points. get lost within an email. Is is your yeah. tone? Yeah. Like, in text, isn't it? Yeah, it's very true. Like people can quite often maybe think like you're being sarcastic to them, and like yeah. you're genuinely not. Yeah. Yeah. If you have like uh, a certain emoji next to it, it can kind of relay oh, the I'm tone sorry. like it's being friendly. You know. Yeah. Um, Personally, I like never use emojis in text except I'm like a proper dad. Apparently, I'm making all dad jokes moment as well. So. <laughs> but I just put like the thumbs up emoji. <laughs> like a proper dad, just like. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I still quite often, you remember like MSN where you would do like a, a colon and a, a parentheses oh, yeah, yeah. and like, yeah, I, I still do yeah, stuff do like stuff that. And it's like, oh, bloody hell. See, like, I do. I feel, I feel like I'm an old, yeah, old, old millennial now. I do emojis <laughs> in text and potentially if it's something graphic like would add some sort of image. But I ne I've never done emojis in plain text emails because for me, yeah. with my emails, they don't, sometimes they don't appear correctly or they don't have that function yeah to show the emoji yeah so inside. for me actually including them what bloody email like gmail apps that people use gmail has emoji support yeah but the when you look at um when i like i'm typing it on my pc and then 
there's like, there's like an emoji option to click on. They're all like rubbish, or you have to go to like Emojipedia to find mm-hmm. all your right emojis. Add I do them in, which I can't be bothered. I do them in other copy, just never in emails. Doesn't doesn't Mac have like a a button that you can do to do emoji? I know, I know I on Windows doesn't. you do um, the Windows key and full stop, and that brings up a, a search bit so you can search any emoji. Um, mm. And I believe there's something similar for Mac. Could be. I clearly don't use it yeah. well enough. Yeah. But for me, I've only ever looked at within it, like Gmail, there's a little like emoji mm. thing at the bottom. You know, you can add a file or add whatever. But I just think they look rubbish. So I don't actually use them in plain text emails, but I would in something graphic. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think imagery and stuff really good in it. Cause I, it just I, th- breaks I think again, it, just, it comes down to like personal preference with yeah, stuff like that. Like, I, I like using it because I, I think it helps with a bit like of showing tone and I think it shows a bit of my personality because it's something I use anyway. Um, depends on the business you're in too, doesn't yeah. it? Sometimes it's not appropriate, other times it really is. Oh yeah, I don't think I'd be best pleased if like, um, my, my, no, I wouldn't mind your brown laughing face. If, if a lawyer was like <laughs> messaging me and was just like, um, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, um, you're being sued because of this smiley Hello, face. Uh, and it's like, oh. Yeah, it's doing it appropriately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a time and a place for it. I'm not saying you need it in every email, yeah. and I don't do it in every email, but, like, wh- when I would yeah. do it normally, like, I will include that. I think I think it just makes sense for me, at least. I think that's the right way to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. That's email. Email marketing. It's this crazy world that people have been doing for decades now, and the majority of you have just been doing it wrong for decades now. You know, um, make sure that you're focusing on warm leads, not cold leads. Have a lead generator in place guide them through, nurture that relationship, then call them to action with something powerful. You want to make sure that you're creating a brilliant experience for the people that sign up to your mailing list and you don't just want to force people into your mailing list. Think about it strategically and your email marketing is going to be a success. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to give us some feedback or if you have a question you'd like us to answer, send us an email. You can find it in the description of this episode. Also, make sure to follow us on social media so that you never miss an episode. We are MMM Guides on most social networks. Again, we will have links in the episode's description. So we are Isaac, Jenny, and Louis, your guides to making money with marketing.